Yeah. If you don't have discipline, don't get a credit card. And for the love of God, do not get into payday loan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Money Podcast brought to you by Refine Currency. I'm Bola Sol, and I run Refine Currency. And would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, so my name is Natalie, and I'm a new contributor to Refine Currency. Woo-woo. Nice to be here. Woo. Yes, yes, welcome. Um, today, we are going to be talking about money as a student. Ooh. This is actually something that Natalie brought up to me. And I was just like, yes, we have to have you on the podcast, and we have to talk about this because uni is starting soon for everyone and you actually had some interesting questions and so many of us in the RC team were like oh the things I would have done so differently when it comes to money when I was at uni so you're still at uni aren't you yeah I'm going into my third year now so the money situation is really real yeah definitely when you know that it's your last (laughs) that it's your last loan drop coming in for the last three times each term yeah it gets emotional it gets emotional oh Oh, you did say i wanted one of the main questions was what would you do differently but i'm going to save that question for the end and my first question is looking back at your university experience did you see a difference in your spending between the first year and third year Oh, good question. Um, yes, and I'd seen like four figures in my account because obviously when you're working little retail jobs, yeah, I don't mean to sound disrespectful or demean anyone by saying little, but as in in comparison to where my career is now, you're working as and I mean like little hours, so like less than sixteen hours or something like that. So you don't maybe you'll see like six hundred pounds in your account, but the first time you see four figures. Like, I just, I just keep, st- I kept staring at the bank balance. Like, is that really me? Secretly, it's not me. It's student <laughs> loan. But in my head, I'm thinking it's all me. I'm thinking Jesus dropped it into my account, and I don't have to pay it back. But um, yeah, there was such a difference because I think what I did is I spent quite a bit of it. However, um, one thing I always, always did was made sure that I paid um, my accommodation and all the things that were um, necessary because. I've heard I heard of so many people who had nowhere to stay and they'd stay from um, flat to flat, room to room, and I never wanted wow. to be that person who depended on people. And I just wanted to make sure... And I don't like really going hungry, so I had to make sure that I was budgeting for that. But um, was there a big difference? I spent less on clothes. I think by my final year, because I did four years in uni, by my final year, I was just like, I don't even want to be seen on campus. I'm here to do my work. So I definitely spent less on clothes. Did you save a lot more in your third year? So, like, did you have an aim that by the end of third, fourth year, sorry, when you yeah. finish, I'm going to have a certain amount of money in my account or were you just, like, living? No, actually, yeah. I actually saved a lot in my last year simply because I said to myself, I don't want to work in summer. Sim- like, I was so used to working and um, in my last year, I just said, I don't want to work in summer. I want to enjoy myself and enjoy my time. So I actually spent five months after I finished uni, so from, like... Um, how do I say from about June till November yeah. I didn't I didn't work and that was really nice wow. I literally just wanted to enjoy myself I'd wake up every day and do what I wanted to do because I didn't want to be in a rush to find a graduate job and do all of these things because those things would be waiting for me one way or another yeah it's coming yeah so then how did you ensure at the end of your year you had money like what practical steps did you take you said you saved money but what what practical steps because I'm going into my last year yeah. and I'm trying to make sure that I have money in my account when I finish yeah. but I'm thinking now so how do I make sure that I actually leave uni with money in my account yeah okay I think if possible you should try and get 
maybe like a locked ISA, so one that you can't have withdrawal, and if you do withdraw it, there's a charge for it. Okay. So maybe you shouldn't look into an ISA where withdrawal is easy. You should look into an ISA where it's not easy to withdraw and that you have to make regular payments, even if it's like £50 a month. So I would maybe initially put in like £500 for the month or something like that. Also on the basis of, you know, what I've saved from the summer and then just be putting money into it. That way it's away from the the spending and saving I do regularly. I think it's important to have different accounts, mm. not many, but you know, you don't want to have your saving in a place where you can see and you can look at it and you can withdraw it easy because you'll just see it as a normal account yeah. that way. It's so easy for your mind to trick you and just think, mm, 500 pounds and I'm not using it for anything. Let me just, yeah, exactly. It happens to all of us. So um, I definitely say have your money somewhere else and um, definitely just cut back because I started cutting back tremendously I was just like I don't need this I kind of eat the same thing as long as I'm eating to a good routine it's fine so yeah I definitely put it into another account I couldn't see and then um towards the end I just made a withdrawal okay I'm, that's a good point I'm gonna take that one for myself and look into ISIS yeah look in yeah everyone look into ISIS look into something that gives you the best interest rate and now's such a good time for you to just put it away and not to touch it because um you'll keep getting money coming in for your um loans so I think it's so important that you actually just put it away and get used to living on a good budget that's something I really learned in my last year to be like okay it's time to get into a place where you're on a budget you know mm. and get into a place where you're going into actual adulthood because that bubble is going to burst of university oh, no. and when it are oh, when it bursts it is the <laughs> maddest thing because you never know what you never know which day it's going to burst it could be two months after you finish three months but one day it just bursts and one day you're like, wow, I'm actually an adult now. And it's not always nice. You know, you don't want to turn around and ask your family for money. You want to show that you're growing and you're learning to manage your, learning to manage your money. Yeah, I definitely have taken notes on And I think everyone should take notes on that one. If you're going into third year or last year, or maybe even if you're going into second year, you can start looking into it and to see how you can make sure you finish with money in, in your account. Absolutely. Because being poor is not a joke. It's not fun. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's actually it's not, not fun. fun. To be hungry is not fun. To everyone saying they're going out and for you to make up a fake excuse is not fun. Sometimes it's better for you to be on budget and say, no, nah, I'm saving at the moment, as opposed to you spending it all and then you find a new and interesting ways to make money or find money and because that can be a dangerous zone as well or for you to just kind of start having to lie. So just it's better to budget your money and live live life on your own terms when it comes to your money as opposed to your balance your bank balance being like nope <laughs> like when you that <laughs> computer says no when you go to tesco's or wherever it is that you locally shop around your uni and for someone to be like i'm sorry it's declined and then out of nowhere the things that you was going to get for 12 pounds worth of food now has to come down to five out of nowhere you're thinking about the bare necessities this isn't i'm a celebrity get me out of here you've got choices <laughs> so you've got to start using them yeah definitely so with that being said and saying that you saved yeah did you have a job at university so did you have a part-time like the retail kind of job whilst at uni yeah so um i actually stopped retail when i was 19 because i i personally said to myself i wanted to get into the experience of being in the work like the office the office mm. type of work world so I wanted to be in the office environment so I started applying for jobs on campus or near campus that were office related and I found that in the year that I worked so like first year I worked 
Second year, I didn't, and my grades were a bit higher. However, I found that I had so much time on my hands, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I think it depends on your outlook. Do you work better when you have a lot of time? Do you need a lot of time to study? And do you find work to be a distraction? Or um, are you better with a job? Because does it help you organise your time better? Does it make you see that you know, your time is more precious. I think it's important that you look at the way you work and not the way other people work because it's so easy to admire the way someone does something like, yeah, they get first and, oh man, they've got a job here and they don't even live on campus. Good for them. That might work for them, but this is about you. What works for you? What's worked for you in the past and what is going to work for you now? Because I tell you something, uni, especially in your last year, is not the time for you to be doing trial and error. That's what first and second year were for, maybe mm. even first year a bit for you to realise like how you study, how you work, what works for you. But you don't want to do trial and error in your last year. So I definitely say in my last year, I didn't work either. Um, or I stopped work towards towards my exams but I worked on my own terms so I worked for the SU and I basically did my own hours yeah that's fair enough I currently have a part-time job whilst at uni yeah I didn't have a job in first year and I had a job in second year yeah and I'm currently deciding whether I should be working in third year or not but I feel like I should because I want to save the money but then I think oh my gosh but what's money in comparison to your education what is it in comparison but then I feel like but I can handle it so yeah. I now think that I can do maybe the bare minimum of eight hours, which yeah. is one day a week, yeah. one Saturday, one eight hours, and then one eight hour shift, and then that's it, and then focus on my studies because I don't want to look back on my degree and think, oh, because I wanted money, I yeah. didn't do the best that I could have. Yeah. So and I know a lot of parents say to people, oh, don't don't go and work whilst that uni, just focus on your degree. So it's a very big question because a lot of people come to me and say oh should I get a job can do you think I can handle it and it's like you said it's really about you and how you study and what you what works best for you so you just have to make sure you kind of know yourself don't know other people know yourself absolutely it's the best thing I would recommend following that you seem really all together at uni like like you had your life together well done because (laughs) I'm like wow I'm going into third year and I need to get my life I need to get my life when you when you were at uni and you you said you lived to a budget, yeah. what did you use to help you budget? Like you know, there's so many budgeting apps now, and then these yeah, books. there's so many budgeting. Did apps. you use anything in particular to help you budget, or you just mentally took a note of like, okay, this is my shopping? Or I how used did you do it? I used an Excel spreadsheet, and I also used the envelope method, which is sometimes putting money into obviously different envelopes and knowing that when that money was coming to an end, I'd be like girl you've got a problem now because I'm like you're spending out of your budget so then when it was like when I had going out money and I'd start cutting into that for food then I was just like okay do you need to be this hungry all the time do you really need to get that pizza did you really need to get that takeaway so I actually found the envelope method um psychologically very effective but I also use like excel spreadsheets and updated it and I was just like crap oh you didn't like expense for that and expense for that but um it was it's boring. That's what I say with finance sometimes. Personal finance can be boring, but what's less fun is not knowing where your money's going. That's what I've always clocked. Every time that I don't make the time to do the admin in my life, I don't make the time to do the budgeting, that's why I'm like, where the hell is my money going? And then when I hear someone else is rich or someone else is doing this or wow someone's bought a house or things like that it's not even that those are my goals but I'm like I know I could be doing better with my personal finance Mm -hmm. so um I would do the boring things I would do excel spreadsheets I'm actually getting back into because all these budgeting apps I don't really like having to like fill in on my phone I like 
being able to use like two hands and all my fingers to be able to type up my expenses for the month. So um, yeah, Excel spreadsheets and the envelope method. I've never heard of the envelope method. I've heard of the, um, what I read last year was about taking the money out of your account. So when you pay things with physical cash in hand, you have more of an attachment to it. Absolutely. So if you say that, instead of just putting your card, or even now contactless, just tapping and going, if you know so that you easy. have to take the £20 and pay the £20, yeah. rather than just tap, it will hurt you more, so you're less tempted to do that. Absolutely. So that's one of the ways that I'm going to budget when I'm at uni. And I also, I do the boring stuff, but I struggled because I'll forget that, oh my gosh, like two, a couple of days have gone by and I haven't logged anything about what I'm spending and then I'll just give up. But I think it's, Doing the boring stuff is what will keep you going in the long run because when you look back on it, it will be like, wow, this is where my money's going. And you'll see that, do you really need to be buying this hot chocolate every day, <laughs> Monday to Friday? When you oh write gosh, it down, so hard. you see it, that this is where your money's really yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. I mean, the thing is, the thing that's good with some apps are, um, some apps are, if, you, if you're willing to trust it, is that it will record everything for you for, um, through the bank. So it will work with the bank to show you where you're spending your money. Um, you can also get a prepaid card from Monzo, and that's really good as well. Shout out to Monzo for that. I use that, and I try to basically just... Now, if I don't use the envelope method, my my way of doing that in like technology terms is using different accounts for different things. So one of my accounts, like my NetWist account, for example, I will literally just use it for bills coming out. And I will budget for that. And then I'll have an account for spending on this. And then I'll have like a savings account. If I want to, um, you know, increase travel money, I'll have an account for that. So I've actually come to like master the envelope method, but through actually having different accounts and each month transferring it and budgeting through that. But yeah, I do still, I still enjoy the envelope method when it comes to like everyday spending. I find mm. it so much easier to track that way. Well, that's, that's really interesting to see how different people do it. Like, because we all go through university and we all go through the same struggles, it mm -hmm. seems like, but everyone deals with it differently and you can learn. Like, I'm going to go and try the envelope method because it yeah. sounds interesting. It sounds like something that would be like, hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, and I have, like, an emergency cash fund and I think keeping physical cash and seeing it go, I'm like how have I burnt through this money? So then when I try it again and I can physically see it, because I always say check your bank accounts every day. And sometimes yeah. even when I fall short of that, I'm kind of like, okay, let me try this cash envelope method again. And when I can see the cash physically going, I'm like, Bola, how are you doing this? It really hurts. Like when it I spend hurts. my money, I'm feeling it like, oh. You're feeling it. Because sometimes the bank won't let you know. And the only time they'll let you know is by the time they've sent you a cheeky overdraft fee. And you're like, uh, rah, okay, dad. I'm telling you, when I get a text saying your, over, your account is an overdraft and you have 11 to 11.45 to put it back in credit, I'm like, come what? like Come like some essay deadline basically saying you're going to get a zero. If or you we're going to charge you £5 a day. I said, wow. You know when you had no intentions of mm. leaving your house or going that way, but now you're like, now I've got to go to the bank and pay this in and show them that, you know, I can actually pay my bills. So, yeah sometimes the cash envelope method it just keeps me out of trouble and it makes me think about my money i definitely say if you haven't tried it try it and um yeah i definitely just keep some of my money in my house and then i'm like oh wow so for example if i get to every month i'll have emergency cash and if i get to like the third week or fourth week no like the third week should i say yeah. so um in the month and then i reach for my emergency cash i'm like okay this isn't so bad 
But if it's halfway through the month, I'm like, girl. Mm-mm. I'm like, girl. What you doing? I'm like, what you doing with your money, girl? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. what are you really doing? Where have you gone? What? Is it everyday takeout? Is it's it everyday this? Well, you know, sometimes it's, it's you can true. walk somewhere. It's true. But what, you just jump on the bus and TFL, uh-huh. they will swallow your money they with, swallow with your ease. Mo- with ease. Like they won't think about you and you'll be get, going here, there, yep. everywhere. Yep. Sometimes you just have to say no. Like, or let's stay, just walk. Let's walk. Let's let's think of how we can do this in a different way because yep. spending ten pounds between two in two days just to get around that doesn't even include how much you spend when you're at the destination and then your food and yep. then just ha- pure happiness. That's pure happiness. If you're in a happy mood, you're in a hungry mood. All of oh. all of that can. It will finish you. £20 £20 in London. I tell you, I always say, it costs £10 an hour to breathe in London. Oh, I I agree. I went to Bagel King the other day, I spent £20. I nearly Mm, fell down. (laughs) Oh! How can you say you nearly fell down? It came to £19.70 and I just thought, where's my money going? And another thing that helps me is, because I work retail part-time yeah. and I get paid an hourly wage, I'm thinking, this is how many hours work yeah, of work yeah, gone just yeah. in a one transaction. Absolutely. And it will really make me reconsider, like especially like say I'm buying jeans, £40. How many hours of work am I paying? Like, Am I doing to pay for these jeans? Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Then I'll say, nope, you don't need these right now. Yeah. You have five pairs of jeans at home, that's fine. And I'll leave. So when you think of money in terms of, how long it took you to earn that money or discourage you from just spending it anyhow like it will make you think no money just doesn't fall on trees i woke up i took myself (laughs) on the bus to get to work i stayed there for eight hours and i came home i can't just let it go like that yeah and you yeah all the time i'm working on my mentality when it comes to money every time i'm like oh i just want to go starbucks just want to have this I'm like, what's wrong with the rice at home? That's a what's wrong question. with What's wrong with the food at home? And I think it's about cooking for yourself. Obviously, it's so hard to group yourself together in your 20s. Not just your early 20s, but your 20s in general. However, I think it's so important for you to keep asking, why do I have to spend money here? Why do I have to spend money there? And, um, yeah, really having that mentality of be like, where am I going? What am I doing? And making plans in advance so that you know where your money's going in advance. Especially at university, because... If you haven't got the mentality of managing your money, your friends can actually bring you down. Because if they're excited with the money they have and that, oh, Domino's, like, Domino's is here, Subway's there, Tesco's 24 hours, let's just get something to eat. If you don't know in your mind that I can't be spending money like this, you will just go with them and you will spend your money. So at university, it's really important that you are firm within yourself and Mm -hmm. firm with what you want and in terms of your money, know that, this is how much money I have and this is what I need to spend it on, not just everyday takeaway and everyday enjoyment with your friends because enjoyment doesn't doesn't sustain you for the long run when you're paying bills and you're yeah. living life as an adult. You have to make serious decisions. decisions. And the quicker that you get into the mentality of that, the, the easier it will be for you just as you grow up and how you maintain your lifestyle, definitely. Yeah, that's good. So my last thing was, wasn't really a question. Oh, it is. It's... Is there anything you'll do differently? I think I would have got into investing when I was younger because then I would have been less afraid. Mm. I think the older you get, the idea of investing is scary just because they always say capital at risk. 
in any inve- in any type of investment you do and it's very um it's very scary to hear those words like capital at risk you're like what do you mean capital at risk mm-hmm. mate i want my money back. Want back whereas saving is is so much safer but it doesn't yield the returns that you want so i definitely say i wish i invested from a younger age because and invested in different types of things because it's the time where i have no responsibilities and it would make the way saving comes naturally to me i want investing to come naturally to me and yeah that's really it i actually every time i got i actually got my driver's license in the time that i was um studying and i used a lot of my student loan money to pay my driving instructor Mm. so that was something that i wanted to do because i was just like i don't really want to do that with my own money when i come out so i'm going to do it with my student loan makes sense it makes sense yeah so then just to as we're coming to a close, before we close, yeah. I wanted to you to give us some of your top tips. If I had to first say, if I had to say, what is your top tip? Top three. Let's do three. Ooh, top three tips. Um. Okay, so my first tip would be don't be afraid to ask different things when it comes to your money don't be afraid to walk into a bank just to inquire about something don't be afraid to google something ask around see if there's any societies when it comes to money you want to actually be ahead of the game you want to be in a place where you're like yeah you're saving or if you're interested in investing you're actually doing different things you're taking the risks so i definitely say um don't be afraid to ask about things you don't know about when it comes to your personal finances that is so important if you want to invest if you want to get a property if someone gives a talk a guy comes in or a girl comes in and they give a talk and they're like yes I'm a property owner and I'm only 25 or something like that or I invested in this and you think do you know what I want to be like that I want to be in charge of my finances Mm. you need to maybe go up to that person go to a bank do some research and ask questions even if you feel like it's a silly question no it's not a silly question if you're willing to learn yeah it's a good point top tip number two realize that no one is in charge of your money matters but you and that is the hardest pill to swallow it's so easy for you to want to blame um education you might want to blame your parents you might want to feel like oh why did no one tell me you might want to blame your friends when your friends like your friends like yeah i've saved five thousand pounds since we started uni and you're thinking huh and it was always you telling me to go out when Mm. we're doing it on your terms but you have to be in charge of your situation because at the end of the day it's literally just you and your personal finance it's no one else so forget looking for blame take matters into your like take take your personal finance into your own hands and look after it um build a good relationship with money i would say top tip number three is be willing to take risks don't just save because it's so easy for you to be like yes i'm stacking i'm stacking i'm stacking be willing to take risks simply because you want to be able to say that you're able to diversify your money you're able to do better things with your money and know and literally just know how to make money work for you that's the thing you want to learn from a young age because when you start your career you're going to be at the bottom of the food chain and what you don't want is to be like i'm not making enough money you want to be in a place where you say i'm not making enough money however i've already tried to invest here and things like that and i think i feel comfortable with the investments i've made enough to know where to put my money to make it grow because the older you get 
you're not going to be as agile anymore. Mm. You're not, you're, you know, your bones are going to start to crack in the morning. <laughs> and you see, you know, God bless our parents. They've done as much as they can, but you see them being tired and you just think, hmm, maybe if maybe if they try to invest in different things and they found, should I say, their niche or what they felt comfortable with, um, you know, you could do life differently. So I'd definitely say be willing to take the risk with your money. Definitely, that's top tip three. Thank you. Those are very very good tips and useful tips not just tips that sound nice but <laughs> everyone should actually listen and apply them yeah and try and easy. use it to benefit yourself because you only got one like you haven't got a lot of life to to experience like so you have to make the most of it whilst you can and be smart with your money and that includes being smart with your money at university yeah so just to those starting second years and third years and fourth years, just be smart. Take the tips, take from it what you can and try and do what maybe you never thought you would have done before. Be bold. Yeah. Take risk and save and invest and invest in yourself also. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Another random thing, actually. Oh, this is... I don't know. I never used my overdraft in, in uni. Oh, that's... I actually thing. never used my overdraft. However, I wouldn't say, oh that was smart that was interest free i started using my overdraft after uni and now i think damn it i could have kind of used my overdraft Mm. and things like that i think obviously i'm not saying use an overdraft i'm not saying don't use an overdraft i'm saying whichever way you do it make it the smartest way possible for you and have some sort of financial discipline if you don't have discipline don't use it if you don't have discipline don't get a credit card and for the love of god do not get into payday loans i've heard of people who have got payday loans for the for the for the sake of designer with the APR being like 250,000%. Obviously, I'm exaggerating, but the point is that stays on your record for a minimum of seven years if you have problems paying it back. If you put it in someone else's name, then maybe it means that they can't get a house when they want to. So it's very important that you know what you're doing. Don't just make quick decisions because you want to be young and you want to be hip and you want the latest designer this. You're Exactly. What's ER? Eating right, like... Eating right. Living the life. Living life. Listen, the same way some of our parents struggled, you too you will learn to struggle so just <laughs> relax relax your pockets and chill with what you had oh, if our parents struggled who are we not to struggle exactly so just I'd say chill out and know what you're doing with your money 100% yeah I made the first year I touched overdraft and in second year I made the decision that overdraft will not see my name Amen. it will not happen and, and by the grace second year I ended and there was money I was in the positive I wasn't in the negative and I have Amen. the same man- mentality for third year that overdraft shouldn't see me like Amen. they shouldn't know wow. my name shouldn't You're know where preaching. I live shouldn't, shouldn't know anything about me overdraft isn't for me yes. so I just know that if the money in my account is decreasing and something needs to change because mm. I don't want to go it's better that I'm at zero than I'm at minus mm. so I've got that mentality that I don't want to touch overdraft overdraft shouldn't know me Amen. but that's me personally maybe not everyone's in that position and so if you aren't in that position and you feel like you have to use overdraft use wisdom don't just go in first week of uni you've now maxed out your overdraft mm. and you're wondering mm. what you're going to do mm. just be smart mm. and be sensible Yes. No, yeah, yes, giving us life too, Natalie. Yes. Come on. You have to. Come, oh. on. Come no. on with the tips for the students. You have to, you have to, you have to. And just just be smart. And one thing I would say is don't be don't be afraid to say no. Like mm. and don't be afraid. Don't feel like you're gonna feel some type of way because you're not doing what everyone else is doing. Because if you're investing your money and your friends are spending it on pizza 
in the long run, who's going to be better off? But it takes that initial no to say, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing to get where you want to get. So you just have to sometimes just every man for themselves and do what you need to do to sort you out. Mm. So that's what I would say. And just... Just be smart, man. Yes, definitely. If any of you have listened to this and you have any questions or there was anything that you feel like you'd still like us to cover when it comes to students and money, please use the hashtag The Money Podcast on Twitter and we will get back to you and maybe we can do another segment at a later date. But um, for now, let us know how you felt about this topic and yeah we'd love to hear from you so use the hashtag the money podcast we will search for it and we will get back to you and we will reply to you and we'd just like to say thank you so much for listening once again please feel free to share this with anybody in university and anyone you think who could benefit from it and if there's anything if you've finished university is there anything you've learned from university like Mm. you'd like to share hey a little retweet could do a lot for other people so yes well thank you so much for listening and this has been the money podcast brought to you by refined currency okay thanks everyone bye bye